0: Ileki ki ijò ki baile ilè takaka. Ilè ijò ko ọju Ilè ni mowa ki ijè biye oni Ijò bangpeyo, o ni Tani ni tani ni mitofi mugari. Ijò kwe ni, ni da ni daywe konu. Ijalo Ijà lò okuta. According to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and Yoruba elders worldwide before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So the first proverb I have here is, le legbe okuta, the brown ant cannot lift a boulder. Ejalo ko The brown ant cannot lift a boulder. So typically, we know how ants behave. Um, Some ants are more notorious than others. But ants generally try to organize themselves into groups and accomplish tasks that seem bigger than their body size or the weight they can carry. For example, we've seen ants carrying pieces of leaves or pieces of food, and then they just come together and then they pass it from one ant to the next until they get that piece of food to their anthill. However, no matter how organized ants are, no matter how strong they present themselves, they cannot lift a boulder, a large stone. So this basically means we shouldn't attempt tasks that are beyond our capability. So it's okay to try and do something within reason, within our strength. Of course, leveraging the strength of the people around us, our friends and family. But when it gets to the point where it is beyond our ability and the ability of the people around us, that is when self-awareness and self-reflection should come in. Ijalo the brown ant cannot lift a boulder so the next proverb says how one sits causes one to carry the leaves used to wrap cornmeal to the trash bin how one sits, causes one to carry the leaves used to wrap cornmeal to the trash bin. So this one requires some deep analysis because it's an insightful proverb that is not immediately, the message is not immediately obvious. So a staple food in Yoruba culture is eko, which is basically cornmeal prepared in a way where it is put into leaves, usually leaves, and then boiled in a pot so the properties of the cornmeal makes it to coagulate similar to moimoi while being boiled. So when it's ready, you open the leaves and you eat it typically also with moimoi or akara or any other accompanying food item. So while eating, you are sitting either on the chair or on the floor, wherever you choose to sit, you open the cornmeal and you are eating it while in the leaves. So anyone that walks in while you are eating cornmeal will see, okay, this person is eating. However, after the meal, all you have in front of you are the leaves used to wrap the cornmeal. And at that point, anyone that walks in would... Assuming they didn't know you just finished eating, they would only see you sitting with leaves in front of you in an eating position. Maybe your mouth is still moving from the last bite of the cornmeal. So now, whoever it is that just came in would imagine all things being equal that you are eating the leaves because the leaves are usually green, um basically something someone can be expected to eat. Assuming that person is into eating leaves, like animals that eat leaves. So in other words, when we finish eating a core in a leaf or in the leaves used to wrap it, and someone comes in and sees us, the person would assume we are behaving like the kind of animals that eat leaves. So all of this to say that people will treat us the way we present ourselves. And the proverb goes back to say that it is how we sit usually at the end of the meal that makes us take the leaves used to wrap cornmeal to the trash bin so that someone who comes in and didn't see us when we started eating would not assume that we've now become the kind of animals that eat the kind of leaves used to wrap cornmeal. So basically talking about self-awareness, um, even though we we just finished eating using this thing that is used to wrap this staple food it is very possible that we can be assumed to not just have eaten that thing because the person didn't see us when we we're eating and then the next assumption is okay now we are like the animals that eat leaves goats sheep and so on how one sits Causes one to carry the leaves used to wrap cornmeal to the trash bin. Ijoban kbiyo, olomugari <laughs> lowo. Tani nio, tani nio mitofin mugari. The government summoned you, but you say you are busy drinking gari. Who owns you and who owns the water with which you are drinking gari? mugari lowo, tani niyo, tani mugari. The government has summoned you, but you replied by saying you are busy drinking gari. Who owns you and who owns the water with which you are drinking the Gary And I would even ask, who owns the Gary you are drinking? Who produced it? Who gave you the opportunity to buy the Gary in the market? So this is a funny Yoruba proverb that is equally as insightful. Um, it says the government has summoned you, but you are busy doing something. The thing you are doing, you are able to do it because of the existence of this government. So this one is Quite straightforward. When the law summons, we have no op- option but to heed the summons. And then by extending it further to Yoruba culture, um, if we are, we're in a particular position in the family and the family needs something of us or from us, then we try as much as possible to heed the requests within our abilities because whatever we have is, of course, first and foremost from God. And also, by virtue of us being in a loving and caring and respectful family, that's why we're able to accomplish certain things. No one is an island. So when the people around you who have directly or indirectly contributed to your success make a request from you, then the least you can do is try your possible best to fulfill that request within your ability, similar to the first proverb, where we shouldn't attempt tasks beyond our capability. Of course, everybody is reasonable. The government wouldn't ask you to do something that the government knows you cannot do. In the same vein, families wouldn't make a request from someone without knowing that this person can fulfill this request. mugari. The government has summoned you, but you reply by saying that you are busy drinking Gary. Who owns you and who owns the water with which you are drinking Gary So the next proverb says, Ile ni wa i was in my home is never the guilty party in a dispute i was in my home is never the guilty party in a dispute so in this case we have someone who is replying a question we saying where were you and the person said i was at home so in that case Assuming the person asking the question is maybe a law enforcement officer or an elder in the town square trying to resolve a dispute. And then they ask you, but you say, Oh, I was in my home, meaning you had nothing to do with it. Assuming the incident took place in public, you had nothing to do with it. Therefore, don't look at me. So in this case, someone who always says I was in my home is never the guilty party in a dispute, in a public dispute. So this basically means we don't get into trouble when we mind our business. It's as simple as that. So whenever people say um, there's someone is always involved in other people's business, chances are that person is always involved in other people's problems as well. And it's only a matter of time before those problems become court cases and visits to the police station and so on. But if you see someone who is always minding their business, they don't get involved in disputes that doesn't concern them, the kind of business they mind is literally the ones within the four walls of their own houses, then that kind of person hardly ever gets into trouble, both legal trouble or moral trouble and so on. I was in my home is never the guilty party in a dispute. So the last proverb in this episode it says Ileki A house does not burn while the landlord lounges with indifference or while the owner lounges with indifference. A house does not burn and the eyes start to close with sleep. Ileki ki takaka a house doesn't burn while the owner of the house lounges with indifference. A house doesn't burn and the eyes start to close with sleep. So this one is basically saying we shouldn't ignore matters of grave concern to us. And the proverb itself tells presents a vivid picture of a house burning. And that's not the time when the owner of the house, the man, the woman, or the responsible grown-up kids of the house then begin to lounge with indifference, watching TV, playing video games. No. The second part of the proverbs is the house doesn't burn and then you just start to feel drowsy and sleepy. First of all, adrenaline will kick in and any form of sleep in your body would evaporate. And it's just not something we do. A Part of the house is burning or the fire starts in the kitchen And that's when I know I'm about to wear my pajamas and get into bed and pull up the blankets and so on. No, that is the least thing on someone's mind when the house is burning. So that's all I have for this episode 53 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thanks for listening.